You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show. If you would like to listen to this show or submit a prayer intention or uh, nominate a priest for donuts or, or what have you, you can, you can do this all on the Real Presence Radio uh, website. Uh, yourpresenceradionetwork.com. Uh, don't forget to to bring that up. It's uh, it's there for you. And um, this is Real Presence Live. And my name is Monsignor Schumacher. We're getting through this show uh, too quickly. My last guest is a good one. Mark Galley is his name. His his book is entitled Beyond Smells and Bells. We're, we're going to uh, get to that first. But Mark, good morning. Good morning. Uh, where are you calling from? From the middle of Nebraska, York County. I'm on my way with my wife to visit a daughter, son-in-law, and grandchildren. Drive safely. Thank you for being a part of the show. First, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I was uh, embedded in the evangelical world for some 50 years, having uh, gone forward at an altar call when I was 13. I became a Presbyterian minister as a result of that. Uh, that eventually led me to become an editor-in-chief of a magazine called Christianity Today, a leading evangelical journal. And then last September, after a two- or three-year intensive journey, uh, I, was, I was confirmed in the Catholic Church in uh, uh, Diocese of Joliet, Illinois. Well, congratulations to you. Uh, so you bring, you bring a lot uh, to the, the Catholic faith, and... Um, so first, uh, tell us about your, your, your experience. You, you, you've, you've had a different experience, I would say, than a cradle Catholic of the smells and bells. T- tell us about that. Well, actually, I got introduced to liturgy when I became an Anglican. I was a Presbyterian for a while, but then when I moved to Illinois to take up journalism, I started attending an Episcopal church, and that's where I was first introduced to liturgy. And so I've enjoyed that liturgy and the liturgy of the Orthodox Church. Uh, and then moving into starting to attend Catholic Masses, it was a very natural move because all those liturgies are very similar in many, many ways. It is interesting, though, the differences between them. The Anglican liturgy, uh, you know, frankly, is just more, it's more beautiful. It uses more beautiful English language. They, they hype up the choirs to just do extraordinary things. But I think one of the things, the benefits there is you get the beauty of, of uh, the liturgy, and often is a case where the liturgy is almost seems like an end in itself. It's so beautiful. It's a piece of art. In the Orthodox Church, of course, the big emphasis is on mystery and the mysterious presence of God. And it's, at, at moments, you know, it's unfathomable what's exactly going on because it is so mysterious. I think the thing I appreciate about the difference in the Catholic service is that it, it, it's just there. It, it, it's not hyperfalutin, fancy, beautiful. It's not... Uh, so mysterious as to be un- unknowable. It's just like an everyday t- sort of liturgy. It's, it's a, in a sense, it's a plain liturgy. What I liken it to is how God comes to us in the plainest of things, and that is, would be the wine and the bread of communion. And so uh, the liturgy, in, in the, even in, in the Orthodox and Anglican Church, is not to disparage it, because I love them both. The liturgy does seem to point to itself sometimes, 
Whereas in the Catholic Church, the liturgy seems pretty clearly to be something on the way to something else, and that's the presence of Christ. Uh, that might be an over, you know, oversimplified explanation, but that's how it comes across to me many times. What was the role of the liturgy in bringing you into the Roman Catholic faith? Well, I, as I said, I was introduced to the liturgy uh, through the Anglican Church, and that forced me to start thinking about the Church's tradition. How did this... How did this because the Catholic and the Anglican liturgy are very similar. So you have to start asking yourself, where did this come from? Why, why, why are we using prayers from the ancient Church? Uh, how do we know they're valuable? Well, we know they're valuable because they've lasted, uh, you know, two millennia. And that forces you to think more historically about the Christian faith. And I think it was Chesterton that said, uh, to know history is to become Catholic. And I think just that immersion in the Anglican Church in terms of its history and tradition just prompts one to keep digging deeper and deeper until one comes to, in my case, Catholicism. Uh, what inspired you, then, to, to write your book entitled Beyond Smells and Bells? Tell us about that, and how do we get it? Well, uh, it was written as an Anglican to help new evangelical Anglans, Anglicans understand not just understand what was happening in worship, but understand how worship would shape them uh, morally and in terms of their character. And I wrote it for a you know a more ecumenical uh, audience, so it would apply to Catholics very much and Anglicans and High Church Methodists and Presbyterians. And you know, to give you an example of how the liturgy shaped us, uh, I mean. The, you could take any part of the service, and I could go on and on about it. But even, even something as simple as the passing of the peace, it, it may seem routine and kind of superficial, but as you participate that in that week after week, or even daily Mass like I've tried to do, you do gain, you start gaining a connection with other people around you that you don't even know. <laughs> and it begins to feel, you begin to feel a little more bonded to them than you would if there was no passing of the peace. Uh, it connects one, it reminds you that you are in a group of people, and that your worship is a group worship, and it prevents you from just th- sitting there thinking that this is an isolated thing of an individual, an isolated moment of an individual. That shapes how you think about yourself, it shapes how you think about worship, it shapes how you think about your life, that you're interconnected with people. And that's just a very small, that's not even the most important part of the liturgy. But if the liturgy can do that in that little part, I made an argument that can do it in the big parts, leading up to the sacrament itself, of course. Mark Alley is my guest. Uh, we're coming up on 40 minutes past the hour. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. This is Real Presence Live. Uh, we're talking about Mark's book, Beyond Smells and Bells. Um, Beyond Bells and Smells. What's the order of that? I see it two different ways here. Beyond Bells and Smells, right? Yeah, that's the correct order. Uh, huh? chap- uh, I'm looking at chapter. Uh, what what is? There's a few chapters that are interesting. Here is uh, chapter two: how the liturgical calendar can bring order to our lives. You've described um, the uh, the Roman liturgy as as compared to the Anglican and the Orthodox as uh, plain, which is descriptive. I- I've always said it's, it has a sobriety to it, it has an order to it. That's a better term. That's yeah. a, that's a it, much better term. Yeah. It has an order to it, um, and, and so t- tell us how, how, how it brings order to our lives and how the liturgical calendar itself, Mark, brings order to our lives. 
Well, I just had an experience of that again this Advent as I've read, uh, you know, more deeply and more carefully into the liturgy of the of morning prayer as well as the daily office and Sunday. And it just, you know, we live in a very hectic and spontaneous world in which we're constantly being, our senses are being attacked. We're, our, we're, 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 we're made to be, you know, the world wants to be excited and nervous and moving from one thing to the next. And the liturgy just sort of says, no, now is the time to calm down. Now is the time to think. I mean, some people complain that the liturgy, because it's the same, is boring. And I'd say that's not a, that's not a bug, that's a feature. It, it's designed to slow you down. If you try to rush through the liturgy, skimming over sections and skipping sections that just seem repetitive, you will have actually missed what's going to happen to you in, in the liturgy. And uh, one of the, you know, one of the grand things that happens is this liturgical calendar in which every season of the year is not driven by what the secular world says is important, beginning of the school year, Happy New Year's, Valentine's Day, a beginning of spring, Labor Day. No, your, your world, your worldview is now shifted from now we're entering Advent in which we recall the first coming and look forward to the second coming of our Lord. Now we're entering into Epiphany. Now we're going to think about Christ bringing his light to the world. Uh, every season is marked by salvation history, not secular history. Now, not, well, obviously God loves secular history. He entered it. But for the Christian, there's something that, that is above and beyond our secular history that can imbue it with a, a kind of meaning and transcendence that makes every day really extraordinary. Beyond... Uh, Smells and Bells is what the uh, cover says here by Mark Galley. And uh, I'm on Amazon here. You can get it after Christmas if you need a good uh, epiphany gift. Um, and we're, we're talking about um, a couple of the chapters in it. And uh, Mark, you've got an interesting life where the Holy Spirit has, has led you. And I, um, uh, for, let's talk about mystery a bit. Um, I, I've always said, if you're not comfortable with mystery, you're not going to be comfortable comfortable with the Catholic faith. In chapter 5, uh, you have um, a title, If You Don't Get It, uh, You've Got It, <laughs> which is, uh, I, I, don't know who, I don't know who thought of, I'll, I'll give you the credit of thinking of that. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. The Liturgy is a Mystery Full of Meaning is a subtitle. Let, let's, let's talk about mystery. You know, in a mystery, we can't understand everything. We can understand something about about it, and um, and I and I always begin the mass, you know, to w w as we prepare ourselves to celebrate um, the sacred mysteries. They they are above all mysteries. Tell us about that. Well, the, the mystery begins with God Himself. Uh, you know, I think it was Augustine, or uh, I forget. Many people have said. If you think you understand God and are comfortable with your uh, understanding of Him, you're not you're not worshiping the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it starts right there. So many of the things that are revealed about God leave one with a state of perplexity. I mean, it starts with the the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, three in one, one in three, and it continues through also continues with the incarnation, with God, Eternal Spirit, Almighty, and uh, omnipresent coming into us in flesh in a single human being. Uh, you can see it in the, uh, uh, in the virginity of Mary, the Immaculate Conception. I mean, some people have wondered, have you stumbled over any of the uniquely Catholic doctrines, the, uh, 
before you became a Catholic, like the Immaculate Conception. And I'm thinking, wait a sec, I've already swallowed the Incarnation and the Trinity. These are the things of <laughs> Charles play. But none of them can be fully explained rationally, logically. They do, they leave us faith open for mystery of, we know this is true, we're not quite sure how it is true, nor are we sure of the depth of its truth. We, those are the things that take us deeper and deeper into the faith. So it's, like you've noted, it's a strange paradox. There's some things, parts of it we understand, but I think for eternity we will always lack something because we're finite and God is infinite. We better get used to some level of mystery because that's the way it's going to be for eternity. Mark, we're going to take a break. If you could hang on through the break, I have a few more questions for you, uh, if that's possible. Uh, Mark, oh, yeah. Gall- Fan- Mark Galley is my guest. Uh, his book is entitled Beyond Smells and Bells. I'm going to ask you, Mark, on the other side of the break, I know, I know non-Catholics that are fascinated with the Roman Catholic liturgy, and they're, they're not sure really why they are. I, I want to ask you what's going on in them and why. Uh, if uh, I'll give you a, a couple minutes to think about that. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides affordable housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. If you have any questions, you can call 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Father Chris Alar. If you have lost anyone to a sudden or tragic death, you can still help them. Please visit our website, suicideandhope.com, and memorialize those that you love. There is no obligation or cost. You can simply enter their first name, initials, or a nickname, and I will personally pray for them and have a Mass said each month. Please, again, visit suicideandhope.com. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street, in the new Diocesan Building, or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Uh, Mark uh, Galley 
as in a ship's galley, is my guest. Uh, that's how he uh, helped me remember his name or to pronounce it correctly, G-A-L-L-I. Um, I have a picture here, Mark, of you um, uh, receiving communion during, during Mass um, on September 8th. 2020, but it, it talks about your your uh, confirmation. It says on September 13th, Mark Galley will stand before Bishop Richard Pates in the Cathedral of St. Raymond in Joliet, Illinois, to hear the words, Francis be sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Why did you take the name Francis? Well, Francis was one of my first introductions to the magnificence of the Catholic faith. I was editing an issue... Uh, and for a magazine called Christian History, and it was an issue on Francis. And at the same time, because of my intellectual curiosity, I was reading Veritatis Splendor by Pope John Paul II in the evenings. And it just struck me with great force one night that the same church had produced the magnificent mind uh, of a John Paul II and the magnificent character uh, of uh, Francis. And... Uh, since that time, I've written a popular biography of Francis, so I thought it was appropriate to take that name. You um, have the book. Uh, tell us how to get uh, your, your book that we're talking about, Beyond Smells and Bells. It is, uh, it's, it's at Amazon, and that's probably the simplest way to get it. Uh, I'm sure you can get it through Christian Book, some other distributors, uh, but Amazon's the way I do most of my shopping these days. So uh, that would be great if you did. people find that interesting. It's also a great book to give to people who are just stepping into liturgy and are trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Uh, how, how liturgy affects us is, is very uh, interesting, and uh, uh, through our senses, through the Holy Spirit. Before we went on break, I mentioned non-Catholics I know who are, f- who are fascinated by uh, the Roman Catholic liturgy. What do I mean by that? Well, though I'll see them here at Corpus Christi, maybe, occasionally. Um, I will, um, the, they, they will watch the, the, the Holy Father's uh, Midnight Christmas Mass, always. Um, they, and, and, and you, you ask them, gee, you know, you know, why, what's, and they'll, they'll say, I just, I just really like it. But there's something more going on in them, I, I would have to guess. What's going on with these non-Catholics? who are drawn to, fascinated, like watching our liturgy? Well, I think uh, one thing that's going on, uh, just to be rather uh, simple about it, is that they are, they are sensing the presence of God. Uh, I think the thing we have to remind ourselves about the liturgy, we can, we can study the, the liturgy's history and see the human-made decisions, the human decisions that came, went into making the liturgy for what it is, especially... The contemporary liturgy, which has been revised quite dramatically since uh, Vatican II, but uh, like in with and under that history, there has been the work of the Holy Spirit. It, it isn't an accident that the major traditions of the of the Church, the three largest Christian communions—Roman Catholic, Orthodox, and uh, Anglican—all share the same liturgical element, and that's not just because they're too dumb to think of anything creative. I think the Holy Spirit has kind of blessed certain elements of the liturgy to say, this is where I am and how I, how I make myself known. This is one way. And I think when people 
see the liturgy uh, and give it a chance to to imbibe it, to let it come into their into their spirit, they start to experience the spirit of God. I just think that that's as, as simple as it gets. Chapter seven in your book um, is entitled "Bizarre Holy Moments." You describe how the liturgy reshapes our sense of time. How does that happen? Well, it, it happens back in the uh, when it, it's sort of related to the idea of uh, the liturgical calendar. Again, you know, you know, being born and raised, although I was born and baptized a Catholic, I didn't really live a Christian life of any sort through through a junior high school. And my year was marked by the big events were the uh, uh, beginning of the school year. Uh, New Year, Christmas Day, of course, but Christmas Day for presents, New Year's Day, uh, and then the beginning of summer. <laughs> but, as I say, when you're, you enter the liturgical life, all of a sudden there's a whole different series of events that mark the year. And uh, right after Thanksgiving, you know you're going to enter a very powerful, uh, both a penitential and celebratory season called Advent. And, you know, and on it goes like that. Lent, you enter a period where there's a lot of self-sacrifice. Uh, and it really does re- reorient you about what time is about, what the calendar's about. Uh, and as I said, if you don't enter the liturgy week by week, aside from the liturgical calendar, in a kind of a spirit of calm, uh, rather than rushing through it, it, it basically reorders your internal clock, uh, you know, there are mornings, I will admit, I wake up and I start to say morning prayer, the opening the morning prayer of Psalm 95, and I've read it a thousand times. And my temptation is to skim it, because I've already read it. But it's at that very point that I need to slow down and read it word by word. And that very act of slowing down reorients my whole kind of soul and body in terms of the time I'm living in at that moment. It slows me down, which is a much necessary discipline in this day and age. Which leads to your next chapter, how the liturgy changes our sense of place. Yes, and that's one of the things that's the most amazing. Uh, and that is, when we're worshiping, again, we tend to focus, uh, naturally, we're human beings, we tend to focus on ourselves, we tend to focus on what the priest preaches, and how the liturgy's being done, and what our neighbors are like, what they're wearing. But all through the liturgy, we get this reminder we are in the presence of the great company of saints who have gone before us. And all of a sudden, uh, and this is something I think the Orthodox do especially well, you get the sense uh, that you are now being transported out, in a sense, out of the earth into the heavenly realm for, for just an hour, just a bit, and you're worshiping with all the company of heaven. Uh, and it... it uh, it just reminds you that Earth is not your home, that your home is somewhere else, and then you get a chance to touch that or taste that ever so briefly in the liturgy. And again, it, 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 as you leave the sanctuary, then, you are kind of aware that you are walking on the Earth, but there is something that transcends the Earth that you're now experiencing. And I think that's, the, you, are in a, you, are at, you are, in a sense, in two places at once. You're in, like, my hometown, Glen Ellen, Illinois, and you're also in the kingdom of heaven. And you, you learn to live with that kind of uh, paradox in your life. 
Mark Kelly is my guest. His book is Beyond Beyond Smells and Bells. Um, we're gonna. We're. I have to. I have to move on, uh, uh, Mark. I, I got one quick question for you, yeah. and if you could answer um, uh, precisely, what has viewing online done done for us, for good or for for worse, most of this year? Ah, this year, yeah. I think it. Unfortunately. Because we're so anxious, we go to the we go to online to find out information to help us understand what's in the heck's going on. Unfortunately, there's so much information on there; it makes us more anxious. And I'm the ta- best discipline for any Christian is just to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm talking about the I'm talking about the live streaming of mass. Oh, the live streaming of that! I was about to qualify that by saying, unless you're going to go online to find a place. That's going to help you crowd out all the anxiety and the hectic and the false news. And one place to do that would be online uh, online liturgies, online mass, uh, reading blogs by faithful Catholics who are going to try to keep us keep our heads straight. Yes, that would be the. the Mark, I wish you. I, 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 I wish you and your family the best. Thank you for being a part of my show. I wish you a, a, a great Christmas season and a safe driving uh, on the rest of your journey, okay? Thank you very much. Pleasure being with you. Very good. That was Mark Galley. You can find his book online. It's called Beyond Smells and Bells. Mark Galley, G-A-L-L-I. Great interview. Uh, great uh, last uh, 20 minutes about uh, liturgy. Let's, let's look at our next show quickly. Uh, what do we have coming up? Yeah, so on our next Real Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, host Father Craig Hochalter will be coming to you live from Queen of Peace in Dickinson. Sister Mary Joseph Campbell will share some ideas for a faith-based New Year's resolution. And even the Holy Family had family conflicts. Father John Paul Gardner will talk more about this. That's all coming up on the next Real Presence Live, Wednesday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Back to you. All the best to our listeners. Thank you for listening. You make Real Presence Radio possible, and God's work is through it all. And uh, on behalf of uh, all of the staff here at Corpus Christi in Bismarck, I extend my best to you and uh, all, all the best in our upcoming year 2021. This has been Monsignor Schumacher, and I guess I'll see you in the new year. I wish you a good day. Thank you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live. Local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.